News. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. And joining me now to make a major announcement is former City Council President and former Ward 6 City Councilor Joe Lopes. Joe, thanks for joining me. Good evening, Marcus. Thank you for having me. Joe, um, you have an announcement to make. I do. Uh, so after some very careful consideration and speaking to uh, members of the community that I know and that I trust, I have made a decision to uh, toss my hat into the ring and seek the office of uh, Ward 5 City Councilor. So Joe, you were the Ward 6 City Councilor for some time, but I know you recently became a homeowner in Ward 5. Um, you are, uh, you know, you, you were Ward 6 City Councilor for, for 12 years. Um, your last bid for re-election wasn't successful. It was against now current Ward 6 City Councilor Ryan Pereira. Um, just, you know, since you've had a couple of years to reflect on that, I don't know if you had any thoughts and if you're going to be able to work with Councilor Pereira going forward. I can tell you in all honesty, I have no issues working with uh, anyone on the city council. One of the things that I think I did really well during my tenure as a city councilor was uh, building bridges and having an open lines communication. I think I showed that during my four terms as council president. Um, you walk into the room as a city councilor, you're one of 11, and it's important that you build those relationships with everyone that you, you serve with. Uh, one of those counselors uh, is uh, is endorsing your run uh, for uh, Ward 5 City Councilor as well as a former city councilor. Can you tell us who? So I have been blessed to have built friendships with the members of the council that I served with. Uh, council Lemer and I have spoken on a, a few different occasions since he made the announcement. And he said if I decided to seek the office that he would support me and uh, my endeavor. And then I had a chance to speak to uh, former Councilor Winterson as well. Uh, Councilor Winterson endorsed me when I ran for re-election to Ward 6. And he said he would endorse me as I seek the office of Ward 5. So it's, a, it's an honor to have uh, the last two Ward 5 city councilors uh, endorse me. I was, um, 
it was great to work with each one of them uh, and to build the rate relationships and friendships with each of them that have transpired uh, both inside the chambers and outside the chambers. Why do you think they, um, they endorsed your candidacy? Uh, for the same reason, I think they supported me when I ran for council president and they supported me. They understand that I have the institutional understanding uh, to move things forward, that I have the financial acumen to make sure that the, the questions in regards to the budget are being asked and the follow-up questions are also being asked and that I understand constituent services. It's part of the job of being a city councilor is understanding the nuances of the budget and working with department heads. But the other side is also understanding the needs of the constituent. Um, I did that during my tenure as the Ward 6 City Councilor, and I would hope to be able to extend that constituent service into the residents of Ward 5. So, um, you uh, you know, there's there's been a lot going on in the city council uh, lately. There's been a lot of discussion about what, you know, who gets along with Mayor John Mitchell or not, and who, who gets along with who in the council. Um, what's your relationship with New Bedford Mayor John uh, John Mitchell? And if you're, you know, if you're elected and he's reelected, which we all sort of expect to happen, um, what do what do you uh, what do you envision your relationship with him would be going forward? I worked with the mayor for ten years while I was on the council, and he was the mayor. Uh, during that period, I was, you know, lucky to be the council president four times and to be able to have those one-on-one -on -one meetings directly with him. Um, as the council president, you get, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you have uh, weekly scheduled meetings with the mayor. And during my tenure, I always um, had those meetings and the dialogue with him. Uh, I think um, Mayor Mitchell and myself had a good working relationship together. We didn't agree on every issue, um, but we understood that we were all working for the betterment of the city as a whole. And that you needed to have the ability to have an open and honest dialogue um, with the members of the council in the administration. You talked about having a background in, uh, in finance. Um, right now you're the executive director at Mass Hire. Um, how's your professional experience going to lend uh, to um, a, a new term if you're elected? The beautiful thing of, of what I have been able to do in my professional career from working in education as a teacher when I first ran for office to being a banker uh, to now working at the workforce board and being the director is you get to see a full gambit of the needs that arouse across the entire city. Um, as a teacher, I understood how the budgetary matters were addressing the school system and how important it is for those that are in the classroom. Um, as a banker, you understand the needs of the business community because you're lending to that community. And the workforce board, you get both sides of that equation. Um, those that are looking for work, and those that are hiring employees. So you get to see or bridge both sides of the, the job needs across the city, from offshore wind to weldings to CNC, all the way down to you know the summer youth program. You get to see the needs of the community and you get to work within uh, the aspect of the business owners as well as those that are looking to obtain work. There's been a lot of talk about the non-bond non-binding ballot questions that the city council's put forward. Um, given your experience, what's your thought on this uh, these, this maneuver by the council on, on each of these questions, the Community Preservation Act, the, the, the four-year term, and the, and the uh, rent stabilization question? So each one of those I think I have publicly spoken about during my tenure. Uh, in regards to the CPA, when it first was announced, uh, 
I was hesitant or very reserved during my tenure. I saw the value and the good that it brought. I understand that it is uh, an additional uh, increase on the homeowners taxes, but I also see that there is no other program with an ROI equal to what the CPA provides to the city. Return, look on, at, return on investment for people who might not know. The sorry, the, the return on the investment. You look at what that has been across the city from parks to playgrounds to assets from the uh, Fort Haven Military Museum to the Whalen Museum to the Roach Jones Duff House. The, the return on the investment has been catastrophic when you look at the amount of funds that have gone in versus what we've been able to use across the city. In addition to that works for the housing as well. There are several people that have been able to use the CPA funds to, to rehab and stabilize um, housing that are being marketed and rented at LMI, low to market um, rates. So there has been a, a huge surplus uh, for those tax dollars. You know, you always want to be mindful of the tax dollars that are coming in from homeowners and from the business community because that's only a finite number of dollars that, that they can afford to exhaust. So you want to make sure you're able to maximize those dollars. And the CPA has given the city the ability to do that. And again, I will say when it first came up, it was something that I really had to look at and, and study. Um, and I think it, it has been beneficial for the city. And I think it's something that should remain in place when you look at the benefits that it caused. And I understand what the concerns of the taxpayers. I understand that when it did pass, um, it, it passed very close uh, you know, yeah. it, it wasn't overwhelmingly, but I think if, if you start looking at all the good that it's done across the city, I think the voters would continue to look at the benefits that it's had. And then when you look at, you know, the, the four years mayor term, um, I was on the council when that happened and I didn't speak in favor of it. Then I was in favor of, a can keeping the two years mayor term. I understand the concerns that some people have had in regards to it. Uh, that the mayor has a longer term than anybody else, and it's good for the continuity of the office. I, I understand those needs. Um, I look at it now, and I still think that there are things that it could have been worked out a little differently. I said this to those that established it. Um, when I was on the council first time, and we had looked at this when we were going to do a charter review to open up the charter review for the city and how it operates, uh, I had made a motion that the first term for the mayor should be four years and every other term or sequential term after that should be two years because the argument has always been, well, you know, the first term the mayor doesn't have a budget. He's using the predecessor's budget and he's still trying, he or she is still trying to find his way around City Hall and building those relationships. Sure. Great. That, that's true for the, your first term in office. But after that, they're now your budgets and you know those are within both at the local level the state and the federal level to build those relationships. Um, so I think, you know, if, if that was to be looked at again, I think I would be more inclined um, to vote again against the four years midterm, but it has brought merit to the city. Um, so I can see why people would want to keep it. There is some continuity to it, but the flip side of that, which I, which I said before is if you don't get a mayor that's doing a good job. You're stuck with that mayor for the duration of that four-year term, unlike a two-year term, which was the drawdown, was it's a very short cycle. So now you could have a situation where you had uh, a mayor 
that wasn't doing the will of the people or wasn't working towards uh, the betterment of the city. And you could be stuck with that mayor for a longer period of time. Um, but I, I can tell you, I've talked to a lot of people uh, from the business community across uh, different spectrums. And most people are, are inclined to support the, the extended term. Um, I don't think no one has, has said there's been a significant drawback other than the side sometimes of the aisle that you serve or sit on, depending if you are in favor of the agenda that the person in the corner office is supporting. So I think that plays a, a big thing as well to it. So we're speaking with Joe Lopes, a former Ward 6 city councilor, who's now a homeowner in Ward 5 and is running for the Ward 5 city council seat that is being vacated by outgoing councilor Scott Lima. So, um, what do you see as some things you'd like to work on uh, if you're elected to council uh, again? What are some issues that you identify? You know, living there, and, and I've talked to come up, some of my neighbors, and, and those, it's been really interesting to see. You know, one of the biggest concerns is you have one of the most beautiful parks in the city, uh, and there's not a lot of crosswalks around from Rockdale Ave and, and near the park. So one mm -hmm. of the people that I was talking to a couple of days ago said, you know, it would be really interesting to see if there was some crosswalks put in or some additional lighting around that area as it's it's used from early morning to late at night for people that are trying to get some exercise or just going for a walk or taking their dog for a walk. So that's one of the things that people have been really um, speaking to me about. Another one is people want to make sure the pond at Buttonwood Park gets the attention that it deserves. I know Council Lima has worked tirelessly during his tenure for that. Uh, the pond at the park is, is something that people would like, you know, address more. Uh, and I know Council Lima worked tirelessly in regards to the Canadian geeses that are non-migratory and have called it home. Uh, the other thing that a few people have said to me in, in early discussions is they want to make sure their tax dollars are being reinvested in the ward. And that's always a concern. I, I heard those same exact concerns uh, when I was serving on the city council as, as the Woodsick City Council. People want to make sure that they're seeing a benefit of their tax dollars. Um, so that's really important. And I know both Council Lemer and Council Winterson were advocates, steadfast advocates to make sure there was, you know, the reinvestment in the ward and the constituent services um, were always being addressed. People want to make sure that the sidewalks and the streets around their, their house and their neighborhoods are well-maintained and being taken and being looked at. So those are some of the, the early things from talking to people. And they also want to make sure that the school system continues to make sure that their their children are being you know provided the best education possible, you know, and you still have neighborhood schools across the entire city. So you're going to make sure that those neighborhood schools continue to be the place where you know young minds are nurtured and provide for the opportunity to go on to you know middle school and high school and then college. And then you hope that you know you you do that job and they and they want to call New Bedford home and, and come back to the city that they were raised in if they went away to school. So education is always going to be, you know, the forefront on people's minds and then making sure that the neighborhood is safe and tax dollars are reinvested. It doesn't have the business community that other wards across the city has. So you got to make sure that you're focusing on the needs of the homeowners, but still addressing the needs of the business community. That's what's in the confines of the ward. Um, and the hospital being the largest, largest employer in the area, but also, you know, being a not-for-profit tax-exempt entity. So you want to make sure that the hospital continued to, to be that partner 
that's investing within the, the, the area around the hospital to make sure that it still provides the quality of life for those that live there. Joe Lopes, uh, former Ward 6 City Councilor, now a homeowner in Ward 5 and running for the Ward 5 City Council seat, running with the endorsement of Kerry Winterson and Scott Lima, the outgoing and previous uh, Ward 5 City Councilors. Um, uh, Joe, before I let you go, I, I appreciate you making the announcement here uh, with us on South Coast Night. But uh, before I let you go, I, I imagine you'll be dusting off the old website and Facebook page. Where can people go to learn about your uh, your campaign? So I will be creating a, a brand new Facebook page. Uh, okay. And I realized that the website isn't as big as they used to be. When I first got into you know, running for office, the website was the kicker. I know more and more people are utilizing social media. So when I did have the website, everything was being directed to the, the Facebook page and Twitter. So I will be, uh, Twitter hasn't stopped, but I will be opening up a new uh, friends page for Ward 5 City Council. So stay tuned for that. He'll be opening a new uh, social media blitz. Um, Joe Lopes, Ward, Ward 6 City, former Ward 6 City Councilor, former City Council President, now a candidate for Ward 5. Joe, thanks for joining me this evening, and I look forward to talking with you more as your campaign um, continues. Thank you, Marcus. Have a great night, everyone. That was uh, former Ward 6 City Councilor Joe Lopes, who announced his candidacy for Ward 5 City Councilor um, for the seat that's soon to be vacated by outgoing city uh, uh, Ward 5 City Councilor Scott Lima. So it'll definitely be an interesting race over there in Ward 5. All right, we got to take a break. Um, if you want to send us some more after, and then we got some app chat messages, I'll send you some more when, uh, send me some more, and I'll read them when we get back. Uh, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. Uh, so you may have gotten another notification on the WBSM app chat uh, of the article I wrote on WBSM.com. Uh, I've said this before. It is a um, uh, so um, it is, uh, I've told, I said, I told you this before. It's always a big help when you can, it's always a big help when you read our articles or really even just click on them. <laughs> I want you to read them. I really want you to read them, but I'd like you to at least click on it. But there's an article up, um, you know, basically with the announcement that former city council president Joe Lopes, former Ward 6 city councilor, is now running for city council in Ward 5 after councilor Scott Lima, Ward 5's councilor Scott Lima, had announced here on South Coast Tonight uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago. I don't know. It all blends together. Um. That he's not seeking the Ward 5 City Council seat. So we'll have an interesting, we'll have an interesting uh, uh, city council race in Ward 5 for sure. It's an open seat. So I imagine more people will jump in as well. Uh, you have Zach Boyer who had, uh, the night Lima had announced he was not seeking another term. Zach Boyer had, uh, had texted me and said he was running. Um, uh, now you have Joe Lopes who's announcing his candidacy for 
Ward five, uh, Ward six, Ward five city councilor. So looking forward to um, uh, looking forward to that campaign as it unfolds. We'll obviously have our debates here and and whatnot uh, as well. So, um, so we'll take your messages on the app chat. We've got uh, a couple here. Uh, um, we've got uh, the. Looks like it says South End Johnny, who's saying, um, I like Ryan. I also liked Joe. Would be cool if he could serve the city in that capacity as well. Uh, thank you, South End Johnny. I'm, I mean, definitely interested in hearing uh, what Ward 6 people have to say. Uh, that was a really hotly contested race for sure. I wish, you know, the, uh, we're, you know we've, got our, we've got our team tirelessly working on the phones to get those up. Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, our call feature is 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 not available tonight, but it will be available uh, sometime uh, in the future. Uh, so, just not tonight. So, so if you want to make your voice heard on this or on anything at all, really, you can message us on the WBSM uh, app chat feature. So, um, again, I want to thank. Wards, former Ward Six City Council, former City Council President Joe Lopes, for running. You know, I, I think that's that'll. Be, so I, I um, I actually, I, I moderated the debate in the Ward Six City Council race. I thought they both did a pretty good job uh, between Joe Lopes and now the city uh, incumbent Ward Six City Council Ryan Pereira. I thought Joe made. A pretty good case, um, you know. Hey, I'm here. I'm doing the work. I know what I'm doing, and all that other stuff. You know, I'm experienced and all that. And then I think Ryan made his a uh, pretty impassioned plea for uh, change in directions. Well, I thought they both made a pretty good case uh, in that debate. I thought they both did a pretty good job. Um, the voters decided to go for Ryan. I think Ryan's doing well. I, I like Ryan, and uh, you know, we were talking. He's gonna. Ryan's actually going to be joining uh, joining us on South Coast tonight for a regular segment. Um, he's chair of the ordinance committee. So the ordinance committee is really important in the city council because it is where all, uh, you know, it's basically where all city codes are amended and drafted. So an ordinance is a local law, right? Essentially, ordinance is a law at the municipal level. And so what do local legislators like city councilors do? They draft local laws. So, like, a lot goes through that ordinance committee. So, Ryan's going to be calling in regularly after those ordinance committee meetings as the chair of ordinances and giving us an update on that. And there's going to be some really important stuff in there going forward. So, I'm really looking forward to that conversation with um, with uh, with with Ryan um, going forward. Uh, I think council. I think the former council president Joe Lopes. I think he's got a really good case. I mean, I think he's got a strong case too. Uh, you know, he is, and I think, I think it's worth noting because uh, there's always this talk of, oh, you move here to run for this, you move there to run for this. He is actually a homeowner. He's a homeowner and a taxpayer in the ward. So, uh, just that it's, that's verified. <laughs> that is verifiable. Um, cause, uh, uh, I looked it up. <laughs> I went on the registry. Not that I didn't believe him. I didn't ask him. I went to the registry of deeds. So it's there. So um, he's obviously invested in the ward. So 
Um, I know Mr. Boyer is a homeowner in, in Ward 5 as well. So it's going to be, you know, and I, I just can't imagine an open ward race with there, with there being three. Oh, so what you can do is you can leave a, vo- uh, uh, a voicemail by hitting open line in the app. So that's a great way. So you might not, we're not, we won't be able to talk. But if you want to leave me uh, a voicemail on the open line on the app, Thanks to Tim Weisberg uh, for pointing that out. If you want to leave an open line on the voicemail, uh, uh, you can do that. So you can go in the app, you hit open line, you leave the the voicemail, and I can actually play it um, off the computer. So, uh, again, check out. um, So do that, and I'll check that out. If you can do that, I will play it over the air. Please keep it FCC compliant. Um, actually I have the opportunity to screen those. So I'm going to screen those. <laughs> I'm going to screen those. So, um, but, uh, please call in on the open line too. If you want to, if you want to make your voice heard, if you, uh, if you, you know, you can use the app chat, that's fine. The app chat's good too. But if you want to say something, you know, some people don't want to write. Some people are better vocalizing their opinions as opposed to, uh, you know, typing it. Maybe your thumbs hurt for one reason or another. Um, maybe you don't want to text. I get it. You know, honestly, I know a lot of people, some people are texting people. Some people are calling people. Uh, I, I think I'm more of a, I'm in the middle of it. Some, I'm on the, I'm, I'm sort of on the fence with it. Like I, I think most of the, throughout most of the day you can text somebody and I think it's a perfectly fine way of communicating. Sometimes I do feel like though, if you're trying to explain something, um, speaking with words and your voice is a little bit better. So whatever whatever way you want to communicate with the show, uh, you can through uh, audibly or through um, through text. Uh, so we're, we're happy to have that open line feature. And maybe one of the one of the benefits of one of the silver linings of, of not having the, the phone in service as of now is that uh, it opens a pathway for you who may have not have downloaded the WBSM app or may have downloaded the WBSM app and used the or and not use the app chat or not use the open line um, to use that feature. Again, the WBSM app, I think, is the most uh, effective way of, of, of interacting or, or, or getting the content here at WBSM that you know, we, we work hard to put out. And on that app, you will find a story by Chris McCarthy and me about Joe Lopes's announcement and his candidacy his candidacy for the Ward 5 City Council seat. That's big news. He's obviously going to be a serious candidate for that office, um, having been elected before, having served in office. So uh, having the name ID, he's got a lot of advantages. So we'll see who else jumps in that race. I mean, you saw an open, a very... Uh, crowded candidate field in the Ward 3 City Council race, uh, the special election. And Ward 5 is a higher, I think, a higher turnout, voter turnout ward than than Ward 3. So you, I think you're going to see some other people jump in. I, I asked Paul Chase when he was, when he was here with us. He, he had originally run against Scott Lima back in 2017 when the seat was open after Kerry Winterson, um, who's now endorsed Lopes, had, had stepped down. And uh, Chase, uh, you know, Paul had told me, he told you because it was on the air. 
he had said uh, he's doing some you know good work with the redevelopment authority. He's got a, some good stuff going on, so he's not entirely sure if he's going to jump in the race, but it's something he'd consider. Um, again, you've got Zach Boyer, who um, a local activist with very civically engaged and is a nice guy. I like Zach. Uh, who's also running as well. So it's going to be a crowded and competitive field, I think, in Ward 5. Um, but I think a candidate like Joe's jumping in, that that's a big splash, I think. So um, we're, we're starting to see some people, you know, start to... We're going to have some other announcements coming. We're going to have some other announcements coming here on South Coast tonight. This isn't the only one. we got a bunch of others. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Um, and uh, especially um, if you, if you want to get the jump... You know, if you want to get the scoop on who's going to be jumping into these local races, you're going to want to stay tuned. So what we're going to do actually is I'm going to take a break. Uh, and when I get back from the break, I'm really hoping to be to hear the results of the um, Fair Haven, local Fair Haven races uh, so that I can bring those to you. Because there were contested elections for, for planning board, for school committee in Fair Haven. Um, there are also contested uh, election, a hotly contested election for the Freetown Lakeville uh, school committee um, with uh, that candidate, Kayla Churchill, the um, accused uh, trespasser. So we'll see how those election, uh, elections sh- uh, shook out. I'm, I'm going to check the I'm going to check after we take this break. So stay tuned. Uh, you can hit the open line feature if you want to leave, leave a voicemail or you can message us on the WBSM app chat. Uh, however you want to do that. Uh, I'm Marcus Farrow. This is South Coast Night and uh, appreciate Appreciate you listening. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. <laughs> so we're, we're, uh, we're welcome back to South Coast Tonight. We're getting some live updates on the local elections in the... Um, the Freetown uh, Lakeville School Committee um, in, it looks like, uh, all right, so we're going to start with Fairhaven, actually. So we have, uh, it looks like Wayne Hayward lost his reelection bid. Uh, Wayne Hayward, who was on the planning board since 1991, um, we're hearing, lost his reelection bid uh, for uh, planning board. Um, that was following a story um, that was here on WBSM.com that broke Friday uh, that he was investigated for sexual harassment uh, after, um, you know, he was accused of uh, saying to a town employee that he, um, quote, like, got her on her knees or some variation of that when he asked her to grab a file that was at, on a bottom drawer um, in the town. So he lost his reelection bid. Um, so it looks like Patrick Carr and Rui De Silva will be elected to the planning board and Wayne Hayward, uh, Wayne Hayward's 30 plus year tenure will come to an end. Uh, it'll, it's over for, for Wayne Hayward. So, and that was again, following that story, which you can find on WBSM.com. Kate Robinson did some excellent reporting on that as she does on, on, uh, on, on anything, on everything. She's an outstanding news person. Uh, you know, uh, that story, you can still check it out if you want. Um, that uh, form, uh, now former planning board member Wayne Hayward uh, was investigated um, after saying he, uh, after saying, and this was an investigation that found he likely did say that uh, uh, he had 
got a town employee uh, on their knees after he, uh, it was a joke that he made after um, he asked that town employee to, to grab a file for her uh, for him that was on a, a lower drawer. So she had to bend over to get it. So um, I guess, you know, the people of Fairhaven, you know, read that story. They, you know, they processed that. Um, they decided, you know, whether or not they decided that that behavior was something they didn't want to see, you know, in their in public office. Uh, so Wayne Hayward, uh, his time as a planning board member is officially over. So uh, we also know that Brian Monroe and Stephanie Pickup uh, were elected to the school committee. Um, so I want to congratulate them. Uh, I had them both in studio. Chris and I talked to Stephanie actually on Friday. Um, both fantastic people. Laura Gardner also is fantastic too. I, I think she'll be still be involved in, in civic life in town. So really good candidates. Um, tough choice for the town. Really was a tough choice for the town. Um, so uh, congrats to Brian Monroe and Stephanie Pickup. Um, but we're also getting, uh, this is from Tim Weisberg, that Kayla Churchill in, um, in Freetown, she was, this is the Freetown Lakeville School Committee. So I believe she gets voted on in both. I think it's, is it, she gets voted on in both towns. You're going to have to let me know, Tim, uh, if you can. Um, but uh, she lost, she got killed, uh, Kayla Churchill. That was the woman who was, um, uh, who's accused of uh, trespassing, charged with trespassing um, on school property to try to make a point about school safety. And uh, she got trounced so um the two bob clark uh the uh was who chris mccarthy actually had worked with when he was a freetown selectman said he's been a long time member of the school committee 612 votes um the school committee member blum got 617 votes kayla churchill got 158 votes um so uh that was pretty decisive there like yeah so you know, 13 write-ins and 130 blanks. So looks like looks like Kayla Churchill did not make it onto the school committee, um, which is a victory uh, for not only school committee members Blum and Clark in Freetown, but for, uh, you know, it's a victory for, for schools, I think, um, and uh, rational policymaking. So... Uh, Again, congrats to Brian Monroe, Stephanie Pickup. Congrats to new planning board members, Patrick Carr and Rui De Silva. Uh, so long to Wayne Hayward. And um, uh, congrats to school committee members Blum and Clark for their re-election. Um, so that's the results. We got the Dartmouth uh, town elections tomorrow. And uh, what we're going to talk about going forward, I think, is the uh, town elections for the Tritown School Committee um, and we're going to have those we're going to we're we're just going to see if we can get those candidates featured here on WBSM as well these school committee races are becoming very hotly contested becoming very hotly contested so uh i think a lot of it is honestly has to do with culture war stuff um uh, i don't know if some of this some candidates are running for the right reasons i would categorize someone as miss churchill's running for the wrong reasons and so um you know, it's good to see that type of, uh, I don't know, behavior not rewarded uh, with um, a school committee seat. Uh, so 
we'll we'll be tracking the Dartmouth Town elections tomorrow as well, and I'll be with Sheriff Hodgson tomorrow. So, uh, so yeah, leave us a leave us an AppChat message. Leave us an uh, um, leave us an uh, open line. Leave us an open line call, and we'll take all of that. Uh, stay tuned. This is uh, South Coast tonight on 1420. WBSM. We're going to hit this break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So again, we got that news that uh, Wayne Hayward, who, um, you know, we have a story on WBSM.com. He had uh, uh, been uh, found, uh, he'd been investigated uh, and had to go to a training for sexual harassment uh, for um, explicit comments he said to an employee. Uh, He just lost his planning board seat seat after being there for 30 years. Um, So so um, there's two new planning board members. Uh, so long to to Wayne Hayward. Um, so uh, I was one of the people that 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 did not vote for him. Um, by the way, so um, uh, and it seems like a lot of you, uh, a lot of a, a lot, many more of you agreed uh, agreed with me. Um, so um, the and congrats to Brian Monroe and, and Steph Pickup. Uh, for their election um, to the oh Brian Monroe's re-election uh, to the Fairhaven School Committee. Brian Monroe is usually the chair. He was the vice chair this year. I imagine he'll be the chair of the school committee again. Steph Pickup uh, uh, um, won the, the vacant seat for election. So um, congrats to her as as well. We had Steph and Brian on last week. I thought they were great. Um I thought they were really, they had a, they were very nice, you know, they're very nice people. They had great platforms and uh, it was, I mean, you, you, I got, that was a tough race. That was tough. That was a difficult, I think that was a difficult choice for people of Fairhaven had to meet because, make, because you had more than one good candidate for, uh, for two spots. Right, there were more than two good candidates, and there were only two spots. Now you'd like to say, well, you know, you hope every election's like that, every town election's like that. It's just not. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, if you want to message us on WBSM app chat, you can. I am here until ten o'clock with you guys, or you can leave a voicemail on the on the open line feature. So. Again, one of the silver linings, I think, is there are, uh, it can, you know, you have an opportunity now to start using features that you hadn't used before, like the app chat, which is a lot of fun, or like the app in general, which is, again, the, I think the most effective way of, um, of, of, uh, of enjoying the content that, that we work hard to produce here at WBSM. So stay tuned.